Where the fuck did Elliot go? I put him back inside. This is why his podcast is going to fail. It's because he doesn't have... <laughs> because there's not the enough? ...follow through. Yeah. <clears throat> but still... Well, while we were while we were recording last time, yeah. I thought I saw some fuck in like a commercial some long fuck long sleeve and like hat outside. It looked like he was like landscaping a neighbor's yard and was like yeah. looking to see if anybody was home or something. And he did not like that one bit. Oh. So I put I, I put him back in the house. So if he wants to come up and like look in the door, look in the windows or some shit, there'll be a dog in there, and he'd be like, ah, damn, that. maybe that guy got out of jail again. The Danilo uh, Danilo. <laughs> I'm still hearing about that fucking guy. It's just like these they got him. Shut up now. Like, <laughs> yeah, it took a week like, like I thought it would. Channel six is still fucking talking about him. Like, all right. To talk the, the, talk about grasping for fucking straws. Yeah, it's like Jesus Christ. There's nothing else going on in the world that we have to hear like it's been exactly seven days since this guy was caught. Like, all right, yeah, who but he was ca- caught. Oh, who cares? Uh, yeah. Mm. Also, it'd be one thing if when he did get out, he was terrorizing people and was causing like legit problems when he escaped, but he didn't. He was just hanging running. out in the he woods. Was running away. He was hanging out in the woods and stealing like shit from people's gardens. Yeah. I mean, I would have to, I, I surmise to say I would probably end up doing the same thing trying to Dude, survive, but. I think I might have brought it up on here before, but I was talking about how I got home from work one day and the. On the news, the fucking, they're talking about, you saw the sweatshirt he was wearing when he got caught. Find out where he got it from. It's like, I don't care. I couldn't care. I actually couldn't care any and less than I And they interviewed the person that he stole the sweatshirt from. I'm like, he stole it off the fucking laundry line. It's like, shut up. This is not news. This is so stupid. I mean, I would definitely invoice the Philadelphia Eagles to make to make them send me a brand new one that was in much nicer condition than How that sick one. How would it be though if they were just fucking, you know, if they just started sponsoring him in jail? <laughs> Who the Eagles? Yeah, he's just in like everybody else is wearing orange. He's wearing like Kelly green. <laughs> nah, yo, he's Bird Gang for real though. <laughs> every night, every night before, yeah, every night before the fuck, like lights out, boys, like scare birds, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, Every God. time he's eating like prison foods, like you know where you get better food than this, and it's like plug some like Lincoln Financial Field. That's fucking where. Yeah, or just like some like local restaurant that he's like sponsored by Jersey Mike's. The back of his fucking prison jumpsuit looks like a fucking uh, a T ball team's jersey where it has like like Gary's Auto and his. <laughs> no, that's, that's the front. Dude, fucking... that's what fucking companies should do. You know how they have like the Mike uh... Smith towing and recovery. Yes, exactly. <laughs> You know how they have like a, they make some of them work, pick up litter on the side of the road. Yeah. When they do that, they should have to wear special jumpsuits as like, you know, it's like Bill's Pizza or something like that. And just, all right, well, you're going to be fucking getting us some ad revenue while you're out here picking up these cigarette butts. Hell yeah. (laughs) You 'er ne'er-do-wells. Mike's towing in recovery. What a piece of shit. Mike Smith. What a piece of shit. Fuck Mike Smith. <laughs> Who's Mike Smith? There's there's signs. Is this a real person or are you just fucking like, are you riffing? No, well, I'm riffing on this person. There's signs all over Philadelphia. <laughs> Anybody who's in Phil- in Center City specifically for any amount of time will see any various uh, towing company businesses uh, signs. But fuck Mike Smith. He thinks he, run- he thinks he runs Philadelphia. He don't. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Only thing I know is those stupid signs like... Like, use hurt. Like, those fucking things. <laughs> John Morgan? Yo, John, that was fucking awful. That's his, that, his name is John Morgan. Oh, you're talking about uh, the yeah, billboard. The billboard's fucking terrible. I mean, man, talk about beat, another guy beating a dead horse. It's like, we get it, dude. We know where you're from. Stop. Morgan, Mor- and he's advertising on podcasts now. I hear Morgan and Morgan all the time. <laughs> he was on fucking flagrant a couple weeks ago. I was like... What the shit? Oh my god! I'm surprised it's taken that long for like an accident lawyer to figure out that podcasts have good advertising. That that they reach the most yeah. people. Don't be a statistic, says attorney John Morgan. Morgan and Morgan met. He has metaverse ads. Jesus Christ! How much? For more people ask, how much does John Morgan spend on advertising? I mean, <laughs> enough that it's got to be. The turnaround's got to be good for him. 
I I guess so. If they're win, they must be winning ca- enough cases and or getting enough work from their advertising. And how's he getting his work though? When he spends all his time shooting those fucking cable access commercials. Maybe he does a bunch of them in a day and banks them. Damn. And plus, he's paying he's paying somebody to write copy that they give to a podcaster to riff on. Yeah. He doesn't do any work. They're just saying his name. Huh. It's pretty brilliant if you think about so, it. So we should start fucking whoring ourselves out to like local businesses. Like, look. Nah. We'll talk about shit on a podcast. Uh, I say <laughs> we we save up some Patreon money. Get that Cafe Napoli advertisement, dude. Or or we pay, we pay to advertise our podcast on another podcast. <laughs> Damn. Damn. But I want to be funny about it. I want to do one on a podcast that does less numbers than we do. Nah, I want to advertise on flagrant. <laughs> How much for a 30-second ad, guys? Shit, it's probably not fucking, fucking cheap. $50,000 or some shit? I, I mean, don't know. Shit. They just wonder how many, how much money Sheath Underwear puts out to advertise on Yo, podcast. Just just throwing it out there to the, the world. I would love to try some. You hear that, Sheath? I want to put my balls in a pouch. <laughs> my dick's not big enough to go to a separate pouch. so I, I, I don't understand the physics, but I would like to find out. It's got a pocket for your balls. Mm-hmm. Keeps them from getting stuck to your leg, which honestly, I don't care. I'm so powdered up all the time, it doesn't matter. Fresh. I'm fresh all the time, dude. <laughs> well, last last week, we were talking about doing this podcast for a year. Yeah, last week. And when we were wearing these exact same clothes. But I wanted to... Or did you go change? <laughs> you fucking dickhead. Look, I'm going to shatter this illusion. We're recording this at the same time as we recorded the last one. This motherfucker went and had a goddamn wardrobe change. And I'm stuck here looking like homeless Pete wearing the same shit. Nobody put a gun to your head and told you to wear that. I didn't know we were back in the second episode until I got in the car. I also live here. So what? You could have got me one. I would have squeezed into an XL. Mm, Fair enough. My fucking belly button hernia would have been showing. Cute. Hot. So yeah, one year. But um, I wanted to talk about my old, like, how different this podcast is from my old podcast. <laughs> do we want to open this can of worms? I do. This is Patreon. Okay, go for it. Let's see. We're... It was interesting. We're... We're, we're interesting. <laughs> we're in the 50s of episodes now. Yeah. And that podcast, I I ended it, A, because this is true, I was doing so much fucking shit. Between between having two podcasts and making clips and scheduling videos and scheduling and scheduling guests and doing all that shit, I could not handle doing two because I was the only person putting work into that show. You kind of are still. Well, no, I do booking and writing. You do plenty of booking. You do tons of writing. <laughs> you uh, that well's running a bit dry, people. So you've you've su- well. <laughs> You've supplied the show with more than half of the guests, I would say, easily, easily, yeah. handedly. But it's one thing to do that, but it's another thing to do it for two shows. Yeah. And if uh, if you're the only one doing it for one show, it's a lot of fucking work. Like, don't get me wrong. I like, want to be better at promotion. But being the fact that I'm an old fart holds me back to knowing how. Well, there's only like... Like how much promotion well, let's not, let's can not we get really me off do? Top. Let's not get off topic. Let's talk about. Let's come back to it then. Yeah. Let's come back to it. Um. Like, don't get me wrong. My co-hosts for that show were great for some things. Like, like fresh was fresh was a welcome addition because I thought we needed a second person, or a third, a third rather, because on episodes that we didn't have guests, there was only so much of talking about our week. Yeah. that we could do and I understand why our numbers were so bad because show wasn't that great and unless you know us personally or already like us somehow like nobody wants to listen to that no one cares no one gives a yeah. shit like that's a sad truth but it is the truth so yeah at least with a third person I was like well like my like like fresh is fun to have around and like the three of us got along separately for years already so i was like fuck it and we liked having him on the show etc cetera, etc cetera. but 
like like Matt Matt is really good at letting his curiosity this is a, a two-sided thing he was he was really good at letting his curiosity uh steer a guest conversation like we we could get easily get a guest talking for a long time yeah. because we could just keep pulling and pulling thread but on the other hand he was a little bit of like a like an interrupt like like throw off like throw it off yeah. track he would step on them quite a bit yeah he would st- step on stories and th- that comes with not listening to many podcasts and and uh it also shows you're not really listening to what the other person's saying Right. That's what it seems like. And not just full, like, like you, you're not like, you're clearly not listening to shows like this and, and paying attention to what makes them work because you're not doing it. And because of the, like the nature of like some of the co-hosts and the way they wanted to like fit, like some, like some of us are normal and others just want normal wanted to fill our lives or fill our days with shit to do. I'm, yeah. I'm busy doing this busy, 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 busy from the moment they're awake until they're asleep. And because of that, a, it was a scheduling nightmare. Mm. As, like the, the one downside with a third person is sh- scheduling becomes a fucking it's one extra person you got to deal with. Oh, you think like it's it's just the same as being in a band. Yeah. It's bad. Like unless you have a dedicated day of the week, uh it's not possible. And uh and later it became harder and harder to do that because like somebody was changing jobs. Yeah. And I was trying to get a different job. Like that was uh all in all that was an easy process getting the job, but I didn't know one way or another until I actually did it. And, but like, again, it all comes back to, I was the only one who was like, I would be trying to make guests work. You're the only person putting in any kind of sacrifice. Sacrifice. Exactly. Sacrifice. I mean, you know, that sounds like you're being corny, but your only person sacrificing is time. Well, slash sanity. Well, sacrificing sanity for sure. And, like I would try to make things work. Like for example, we had we had my friend Steve on one time because he's a professional wrestler. Steve. Steve Huey. Oh, shout out. I like out. that kid. That kid's really cool. I like him. He rules. Uh um we should have him on this. I would love to when he's on the East Coast again. I think come to think of it, I think I just fucking missed him. What's, his, what's his wrestling thing? We can plug him. I will plug him on the main episode. Yeah. Um, we'll but do that with our friends do cool shit thing. He, yeah, that's a good, a good yeah. point. Friends do. <laughs> so I don't forget. Uh, uh, he was in town for tw- like 24 hours or less and I still made it work to get him. Right. Right. Like I, I took off work early. I took off work early, went up to Philly, picked him and his girlfriend up, drove him back down to Mikey's house to do the pod. And, uh, like Matt was like, like, I only have a window this, like from this time to this time, because my, 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 my father-in-law is having a retirement party at Pat's pizza. Mm. And I was like, brother, you can't, (laughs) my brother in Christ. I was like, brother, (laughs) you can't show up a little late to something like that. A retirement party. But. Because his girlfriend's titties are too big. He doesn't want to piss her off. I mean, and she's Latina. True. So fucking more like cross my heart for, for you if you do. But um, I was like, I was like, okay, so we'll do it to this window. Steve is in town this long. I have to de- get him back by this time. And we fucking made it work because I was like, I have to go. I have to do this, this and that. But we're filming. We're filming and recording the podcast. <coughs> like so much time has gone by. And I eventually, I had a fucking, uh, I had a little, a little digital clock on the side of the room just to keep us from going over a certain amount of time. Because right. if, if we couldn't like put the, like pull the reins on a conversation sometimes, like, like more than once an episode went for like two plus hours and that show already is pretty boring. <laughs> I'm not, I wasn't going to say anything, but yeah. So like, uh. I had like one time I had to split an episode into two 
weeks because I was like, this can't be two hours when a regular episode is an hour. We just can't do that. But anyway, I had like, like so much the back to the point, like the, the episode was going on and on and on. And I was like, aren't you supposed to be like, like without saying anything on the mic, I was like motioning towards, towards the clock. And he was like, he was like, eh, like, like, I guess he was having fun or something. And I'm like, yeah, what, like, what the fuck? Like I bent over backwards making this work, but I, I, I couldn't do that shit anymore. I could not do it. He just stepped on people way too fucking much. And not ju- not only like not let like, let alone me, like I took it personally after a while because I wanted to record a good show. Yeah. And it bu- like it bugs me to get interrupted in general, but on a microphone. Yeah. Like it's it sounds it sounds like shit. Like clearly you don't listen back to the show. Yeah. And a couple times I got him to listen back. He would be like, "You know what? You're right. I am really bad about that. I need to try harder." And be like, "Well." good for you for realizing it now but like yeah let's let's work on it maybe and he also didn't have much of a sense of humor he does but not about things that you would think he does like i when i came on and did your show i was having a blast i had fun and i think he thought i was being mean to him uh, but then again i'm also a lot to handle on your first experience he also though tries to like he always he would always try and be like uh like he would accuse me of not being able to hang and be like like i don't know man sometimes when we're busting each other's balls i'll say something and you take it really personally because he'll like he'll say things that cut deep and i'm like like yeah you bust each other's balls but he, then he'll go for the jugular oh yeah and yeah. and be like like is this a is this a joke or yeah or are we really mad right now and but his angle was always no I'm fucking around and I'm like all right but like have a sense of humor about it I mean my I, my two best buddies be be funny my two best buddies they know that there's certain things that are off limits with both of them and they know what's off limits with me and I know that if somehow that makes it into the conversation they're mad at me or I'm mad at them and it's always a given that somebody's mad it's a red flag yes it's an it's no one ever's like says it and then you're like oh i was just kidding like no nah, because i know if we were just busting balls you wouldn't have brought that one up you know which balls to bust and because you have your boundaries like, like i said i've known both of my besties mr dave janice and matt who doesn't believe in patreon mm-hmm. they've known me for like 20 years a piece if not more they know where not to go and they also know how to really still break balls and have it be genuinely ball breaking and funny mm-hmm. they know my lines i know theirs and so it's just familiarity. So I think that's the one thing that sucks about that sucked about your podcast. The fact that you two knew each other so damn long, so long. It's like, what can you possibly have new to talk about? Whereas you hit me up about doing a podcast. We had actually been like texting back and forth friends for like less than a year. Mm -hmm. Easily. Yeah. And we had never actually hung out. That's true. So that's why I was like, before we started the podcast, I was like, you know what? We're going to go sit down and have a couple meals together before we, I commit to this. Because mm-hmm. what if you find out I'm a fucking piece of shit and you don't like me? A dullard. Yeah. A fucking <laughs> dim bulb. A, real, a, a goose egg. A scapegrace. But so it's like, <laughs> let's make sure that before that. And then, then I'm like, all right, stop after that because you want to have to keep things to talk about. Now I got... 30 years of stories from you. You got 40 years of stories from me to make their course. So we don't have to like burn out on it right away. Whereas mm-hmm. you knew that kid for how long? We like, we still know each other. We've known each other since we're 10 years old. Yeah, exactly. So what's new? If it's, if it's not going to be something super depressing, like my dad's dead or something like that. And you're just like, that's not something you want to bring to a podcast. Like or... aside from weekly goings on and work stuff, yeah. there wasn't much because because exactly. we didn't like we don't hang out that often unless he was cutting my hair. Yeah. He was a barber. He was for twelve years. Yeah. Gay. <laughs> <laughs> well, he left that to join the military. What? <laughs> left the left the military to make shoes. 
he's a cobbler. Yeah, he is technically a cobbler. What a suck. He left the oh, military. He left. Fuck, the, dude. He, it, this comes back to the scheduling thing. He left the military. He left his straight six to two Monday through Thursday job. Oh, that's sick. To uh uh or six to four Monday through Thursday job to uh to uh, learn how to fix and repair clothes and shoes and at night. He is, uh, like, he goes and picks up bodies from the morgue for a funeral home. I guarantee he does that second job just to tell people that he does that job. He's he's talked about one, well, he wants... I'm so spooky. Well, he wants to eventually, like, dress bodies and do stuff in the daytime, but you have to start doing the bitch work, You know obviously. what's funny is, like, uh, you think about people who actually do that for a living, like, dress corpses and stuff. Some of them are trying to be, like... Oh, I'm so dark and goth, and the other ones are just fucking freaks. I think I want to fuck a body. Oh, you mean that kind of freak? Anyway, none of them. I don't think there's a single person who does that job or that type of job, other than like a forensic, like pathologist or something like that. That I don't think is either a kook or a douchebag. (laughs) Because it's either you're a freak that loves being around corpses, or you're just like you love telling people the most interesting about you is that you handle corpses. You know, to get pussy at, like, goth night, it's shampoo. Like, that's still a thing. But, you know, I said it anyway. <laughs> but, you know what I mean? It's like, like, my buddy of mine used to work at a comic book store up off uh, 202. And one of the dudes who, I think, owned it drove a hearse. And you're like, all right, dude. For a little bit. All right, dude. Oh, God, no. Matt drove a hearse. What a fucking door. <laughs> he sold it. Why? Because you realize it's not going to get him any pussy? Well... <laughs> He no had. one thinks you're a mysterious dork. They think you're a dork. Well, he was full on committed with a like a, a almost wife at that time, like in, uh, fiance at that time. He was like, "It's a Cadillac. It drives great." And I'm like, "All right, that's not why you're getting it, you come, fucking douchebag." Come on, come on, man. Um, I I lost what I was gonna say anyway, but uh, <laughs> talking about the them not being able to commit time to the show. And well, you were committing most of your time to the show. Yeah, that's that was like the main reason I was like, I was like, if I'm going full ass on this comedy shit with this podcast, I was like, I can't possibly do two at the yeah. same time. So I was like, I was like, let's come back to it another day or just like. Well, at least you had someone that's going to help you out with fucking scheduling and shit like that. Well, thank- I know it's a pain in the ass to get me last minute to do something. But other than that, if you're like, if you give me like two weeks heads up. Or at least sometimes even a week. And like, look, we got to do it this day and that time. Normally, I'm like, all right. It's true. Yeah. To your credit, it's true. Uh, with enough notice, you are amic- amicable. Yeah. Um, I work enough that I don't mind taking a hit. Yeah. Because I work, I don't have days off. So, so you're like, oh, lose four hours out of your work week. All right. Yeah, sure. That's yeah. not a big deal. Um. But like to do a 100% scheduling creative uh, production mm-hmm. and uh, all social media is just is too much for two shows for me because I have a full time fucking job too. Yeah, um, I wish uh, I was under, better at that shit so I could help. Underneath of all that stuff, well, it's it's hard. It's very tedious. Yeah, because I got ideas for rough justice that are just out of this fucking world, and I just don't know how to implement or execute. We'll have that. We'll have to have a, a fucking dinner di- dinner date about. It's that true. One. Because we could make something really good out of it. We being us and, and Elliot. E-Train. But now. Uh-oh. Papers. The crux of the What matter. are you going to do now that uh, when you start a new job, you don't have access to that printer? Free A free printer? Man, I'm just going to have to fucking buy ink. Or steal it or you something. Know, no, 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 no. We'll buy ink. Fair. <laughs> Totally fair. By we, I mean you. Listen to this right now. That's true. Your three dollars a month will go. <laughs> will go to. It'll go to my papers. It'll go to so much cyan. My papers. Cyan and magenta, dude. You guys are keeping us floating. You know we what? We gotta pay for black and yellow out of our own pocket, though. I fucking. Oh man. <laughs> I really hope. A the price of ink is outrageous these days. Oh, bubble. You think you think oil is the most valuable commodity per uh, gallon? Uh, 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 <laughs> I got a newsflash for you. Uh, uh, uh. I got a special bulletin. Those shysters over at Inkjet. <laughs> God help us if I have to start printing out news articles or IAFD photos oh, God, or in black tits. and white. Or evil tits. In black and white? Like a peasant? Oh. What is this, a newspaper? No. God damn, dude. 
even USA Today has color photos. Yeah. Jesus. But <laughs> this is a segment called Am I the Asshole? You want to give them the rundown? We're still, we're still broaching this uh, yeah. subject, so to speak. and So we're actually kind of testing it here. We tested it out on a main feed mm-hmm. uh, that'll be out in two weeks, I believe. I think it's out last week. Oh, when I, I forget. I don't know when this one comes. Anyway, it'll be out. Point. So we're still fucking. Well, they're, they're patrons. They heard the first run of it anyway. We're still workshopping it. Oh, yeah. The one without me. Mm-hmm. Shouts to Top Watt for filling in for me. More more reliable than a fucking headache. I'm telling you, dude. Speaking of punums. But, uh, uh, yeah, so we're still working this one out, but. Yeah, so I have a couple that I wanted to try today. It's basically a situation that this person who wrote it into, was it Reddit? Mm-hmm. Is asking if they're the asshole in this situation or not. Yeah. And we're going to argue why they are and why they are not. Yeah. They're, Both, they're, so. Because we're fair. Yeah. We're fair. fair just. And, and balanced. We believe we believe in justice, dude. The scales, man. They got to even out. Mm-hmm. Fucking blind ass bitch. Rough justice, even. Damn. He ain't blind. Mm-mm. He loves a good bitch, though. No, nah, he's got beautiful brown eyes. He does, dude. Little white socks. <laughs> the handsome boy. Thinking about him right now. He, he's right here. He's probably my favorite newscaster in the entire world, dude. <laughs> he said... It used to be John Stort. Now it's fucking hit Big E Train. Mm-hmm. Am I the asshole for telling my daughter she's a disappointment? <laughs> I have two daughters, 23 and 20. They're both so beautiful and smart, and I really love them both. I always wanted them to be strong and independent women who could stand on their own feet, and I tried to raise them that way. They were both interested in volleyball. I always supported their interest. My younger is still playing at a team and also studying at a good university. She's really hardworking, and even if she does not succeed in playing professional volleyball, she'll definitely have a good job. My older daughter quit both sports and school when she got pregnant at the age of 18. When she, when she first told us that she was pregnant, so cool, she, <laughs> I was very upset and advised her to have an abortion because having a child at such a young age would disrupt her life. She did not want to have an abortion, and my wife supported her decision. To be honest, I was very insistent on her having an abortion at that time, but when I saw that she remained determined, I dropped the issue and supported her fully, even though I didn't want her to. She got married quickly with the baby's father. Then she decided to stay home and take care of her child, and her husband started to work. I never wanted my daughter to be financially dependent on her husband, but I never voiced it either. But of course, my daughter know that I'm bothered by this. Yesterday, we were having dinner with my daughters and my wife. My wife and daughter st- uh, started talking about being a mother. My wife told her the, uh, that even though I wanted her to have an abortion, I love my grandson very much now. My daughter asked me if that was so, and I said, of course I love him. I really love my grandson, but my daughter knew that I was bothered by her situation, so I didn't sound sincere. My daughter said that I could give an honest answer. I told her that I really love my grandson, but I was disappointed that she had become a mother at an early age, had left school and her job, and was now dependent on a man. She didn't argue with me, but the rest of the night was a bit tense. At the end of the night, she went home and my wife started a fight over what I said. I told her that she was the one who wanted an honest answer, but my wife is sure that I'm the asshole. My younger one agrees with me, but says I was rude to say it out loud. Am I the asshole? Yes and no. Uh, this is tough. Most, well, your parents love you. Mm-hmm. It's true. My parents have actually both vocalized the fact that they're disappointed in me. But here's the thing. I knew way ahead of time. Right. I think you know instinctively where your actions go land as far as your parents' approval. And so I think this fucking girl that was like, well, she kind of backed him, her dad, into a corner saying like, well, mom said this, this, this. How do you feel, dad? Mm -hmm. And then she noticed his tone how he was. So she knew her answer then. And of course she did. And she backed him in a corner. So of course he's going to be, when you're back in a corner, you're not thinking straight. And he did it, had poor word choice. He's reactionary. 
reactionary and also poor word choice. You could, he could put the same point across by saying, I'm just worried about you giving up on your dreams or whatever, mm-hmm. or on your own thing to do this. And I'm worried about you becoming a mother so young that you don't get a chance to actually live your life. Blah, blah, blah. He could have said it like that, but he chose disappointment, which is worse, but she kind of backed him into a corner. So she's kind of the asshole for backing him in the corner like that. When she, every son or daughter knows what their parents think about them. Unless they're fucking stupid and not perceptive. Yeah. Yeah. Or no. uh, Yeah. Not perceptive. So she shouldn't have backed him in the corner. He should have picked better words. And yeah, every, I don't give a fuck. Every parent that I know that has multiple children likes one more than the other. It simply is a fact. They won't vocalize it, but you can tell. I can tell with my own parents, you know, I can sure I I would be that way too, probably. But you also know to have tact and not save it to their face at dinner in front of everybody. Yeah. Well, It'd have been more traumatic on the girl's part if she was under 18, still living in the house, and not... But the fact that she is over 18, what they say, she was 20 23. Something? Yeah, and she's living on her own. She's got a husband. She's got the kid. So far. So, yeah. So it's like, yeah. Once you move out of the house, the wheels, the safety comes off your parents. That's just a given, I think. Yeah, because you're... But you're... When, if she was still in like her developing years of like, I'm not even talking about titties. I'm talking to like emotional and inte- and intelligible intelligence growth and that shit. That's when you kind of got to kid glove it. So you don't fuck them up. Like you want to be honest, but you don't want to fuck them up completely. Mm-hmm. So shut up. But she's 23 and on her own. I'm sorry. She can get, the, she can get, get t- spoken to like an adult. That's, that's very fair and true. Yeah. Uh, I think they're both assholes, actually. Yeah. Because, uh, A, when did, uh, when did an 18-year-old become so pro-life? Yeah. (laughs) Like, uh, well, this is also, in part, like, the dad didn't say anything about where they're from, what their beliefs are, or anything like that, but any sane, I feel like, well, not any, but most sane dads... If their 18-year-old daughter was pregnant, they'd be like, absolutely get rid of that. Yeah. Or, like, in different words, of course, yeah. but, like, like you have so, like, your entire life is in front of you. And to his point, you're going to be dependent on the husband if he's around. Like, we don't know if, if the, like, they, they if they just got married, this guy could be a fucking asshole, like, and just have knocked her up. Yeah. He could easily turn tail and run because if she's 23, he's got to be close in age. Well, could be, but still like they very well, like she, like she could be left holding the bag on this kid and be. So she's 23. She had the kid when she was 18. Kid's five. Yeah. Once she, the kid reaches a certain age, then she should be out actually living life and getting her own job and, you know, having her own goals and shit like that. But for. The first couple years of that kid's life, be a stay-at-home parent. It's true, and if she has the ability to do that in in the financial situation with with that husband, yeah, in the future, yeah, go for it. Like if it does work out, then yeah, please do so. Because there's plenty of people we know that they didn't really hit their stride and know what they want and what they're doing with their lives until they were thirty anyway. Yeah, I didn't like luck into me cutting till I was thirty. Right. Like so. Yeah. I I just joined a trade at 32. Yeah. And ideally, it will put me in a good position in the future. Yeah, I started a little earlier, but still, it's around the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, no one knows what they want to do at 18. And what you could have wanted to do at 18, once you hit 23, you're like, oh, I didn't really want to do that at all. Because you're still growing as a person. Right. Like, when I was in high school, I thought that my future was going to be in, in cooking. Yeah. Like, when, uh, when they wanted us to pick out class rings... They were like, you put on, on the side, you can put like what career field you're going to be in, like a little, a little, uh, essentially a piece of clip art yeah. on the side. And I picked like a, a chef's hat and a knife or something. And I don't want to, I couldn't be farther away from that now. I, I would have picked a gun and a rope. <laughs> <laughs> I would never want to be resigned to uh, yeah. a kitchen job for the rest of my life. No way. Yeah. 
I I love to cook, don't get me wrong, but I do not love the idea of making $60,000 a year tops for having zero life, seven days a week, mm-hmm. working from... Open to close. Open, open to close beyond. and after. Yeah. Like, dealing with all that kind of shit. So, yeah, I think uh, he could have kept it to himself or chosen better words. Definitely. But the thing is, also, kids know what their parents think about them at that age. I kind of have experience in this, too. My sister got pregnant when she was 17. Hot. And uh, and uh, 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 she, uh, instead of having an abortion, she gave, she gave that kid up for adoption. Damn. So that kid's going to find her in like 20 years and be like, it's me. He did. And she's like, sweet, I can hang out with you now, but I didn't have to change your shitty diapers. That's exactly. So it. your sister just figured out a fucking life hack. She hacked it. It was funny, this dude I used to work with... Uh, his daughter got knocked up. She was actually like 17 or 18 as well. And he's like, get it taken care of because I'm not fucking support. I'm not supporting another kid. I can't afford to do it. He's like, I already support you. And he, he has, he had like five kids. Jesus he's Christ. He's like, I can't afford another kid. Why? Take care of it. But the, she had it anyway because at the end of the day, it's not his choice. And I, that's fine. But I don't get I it. I thought it was funny that he said that to her. Like, I don't agree with it necessarily. But shouldn't have, he shouldn't have left it in in the first place if he couldn't afford it. Anybody? No, it's his daughter, not his wife. Oh, his... he didn't fuck his daughter, you psychopath! I I missed the first part. His daughter, his daughter. got pregnant, and he couldn't afford to support yeah. her. I got, she was like seventeen gotcha. or eighteen. You think she had five kids before she was seventeen? No, I I didn't hear. Well, the... if she was Mexican, she could that could have been a thing. <laughs> I shout out to my homegirls <laughs> down there. You fucking. Flourishing little baby, but makers. I've been to a quince or two. God bless them. My 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 old neighbors in Willow Run, uh, uh, behind us, were Mexican, and they had one daughter, and uh, they were practicing for her quince, like doing like rehearsal dances and shit in the backyard oh, yeah. for like two weeks leading it's like up pageantry, to it. Bro. It was nuts. Dude. I used to we used to cut um, uh shit up for this one Mexican dude that would always come in and he would always like just like shoot the shit with us about like weird shit that he would make with because we would just like kind of knock down the pieces of an entire pig for him and then he would make shit out of it himself and he brought us shit like hog malls you know and just like stuff like that so like you ever tried them we're like ooh no we don't want that shit but but he would go and make them the way that they're supposed to be made whatever piece thing it was and bring it in and give it to us like Try it and let me know what you think, and then you'd like give him like the dissertation about it the next time you saw him. And he was just like, he was the fucking man, dude. I just miss having free pork. Yeah, pork rules. <laughs> oh, but uh, with with guys leaving it in, like maybe it's just the way I was like raised, or maybe it was just my perception of like stuff like that. I was always under the impression that if you leave it in. If you like, and you come inside a girl, pregnant. she will get pregnant. Yeah. So I've been a lifetime pull out guy. I was, I sadly was a rubbers man. That's not yeah. worse though. That's not any uh, yeah. worse for wear. Because uh, if I had to rely on pull out method, I'd be sunk. <laughs> you don't have the self control. None whatsoever. I mean, it could go an hour. It could go a second. I had zero control. Oh, control of when? Oh, when I blow? Dude. Uh, it all depends on their skill, my frame of mind, shit like that. Like, yes and no. I can, But I can always see it coming. I'm like, oh, it's about to happen. Wah, wah, wah. But, time, yeah. <laughs> time to, it's time to pull out and finish outside of the, Dude. the vagina so I don't get the fucking... I don't have a kid. Pre-anxiety medications, I was always busting too quick or not at all because of anxiety. Sometimes you're so in your head you can't fucking nut. That's true. And then you get on anti-anxiety meds and anti-bipolar meds, and they're boner killers. So you're fucked. Then you can't come at all. Yeah. Then you're just like you're half time. You're not even rising to the occasion. <laughs> rising. So it's like goddamn, dude. But as far as that, yeah, I always pulled out or wore rubbers. And the only reason I like pulling out was because I was raised on. 70s and 80s porn that I found of my dad's and they were just all about spraying a girl's butt cheeks. Shit rules. So I was like that looks like fun. I want to do that. 
So that's what I would try to do with my little peener, my little mister. Let's uh, see. I got I got some more. Am I be the? Am I? Be, you thinking about my cum, dude? You're all worked up. It's true. I'm like. Gimme, gimme. Am I the asshole for being upset with my friends who sleep in when I visit? My, I'm, uh, I'm 29 year old female. My best friend, also 29 year old female and her husband, 30 live five plus hours from me. I try to visit them, uh, a few times a year for three to four days at a time. I am on one of those visits as we speak. Damn. So she's petty typing this shit as she's like laid up or something. My friends regularly stay up until two to 3 AM, even on days when they have to get up at 6 AM for work. They brag about this and treat it like it's hilarious and quirky. I go to bed between 8 and 9 p.m. and wake up around 5.36 a.m. When I come visit them, I am almost always exhausted by 11.30 midnight while they are trying to start movies and watch mindless YouTube videos until 2 a.m. They usually get up when we have activities planned for a certain day, but we have been late before because of their bed. Their bed was just too comfortable. Today is the day I leave for home. I told my friends I wanted to be leaving here before noon so I could drive the five plus hours home and still have time to unpack, reset, relax. I've been up since 9 a.m. 9 now and it's now 11 a.m. I am packed and ready to leave. I have not heard a peep from my friends. Just leave. Despite them telling me multiple times that I want to be out of here before noon, they are still in bed asleep at 11 a.m. They told me last night that they bought ingredients for pancakes and wanted to make me breakfast before I left. Even I don't even think they set an alarm for today. I have considered saying something to them over the years, but they are nice enough to house and feed me when I come over, so I don't want to make them think I'm ungrateful or being rude. Well, shocker, you are. I am also autistic and prefer, oh my God, and prefer to stick to a schedule, especially when it comes to traveling home. I don't think my friends really understand my autism and how it affects things like this. I just find it inconsiderate that they consistently stay up late knowing that they will sleep in and it will, it throws a wrench in the plan I told them I had. Mm-hmm. Interesting wording. Uh, they are very proud of being laid back and go with the flow people and criticize others for being too uptight about plans and schedules. I am very agitated and upset by this behavior, but I've been told that I should give them grace and try to savor my time with them because they live so far away. A-I-T-A-A. Am I the autistic asshole? Edit. I see a lot of comments saying that I shouldn't expect my friends to change their sleep schedule for me when I haven't changed mine for them. I should uh, oh, I should have always mentioned that I always stay up well past my bedtime every time I visit. I think they did. I do compensate for my friends. Uh, they do not compensate for me. I'm with her on this. The friend? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I'm not. You go. Well... When you she, she drove five miles up, five hours. five hours up. That's a that's um, a hike. Yeah, and they knew he, that. I'm sure this was planned well in advance, and not just like a spur of the moment thing. Like, hey, what are you doing this weekend? So, I think the first day she's there, like after first day she wakes up there, she should allow for their sleep schedule. Let them wake up when the fuck they want, right? Because. They probably were working the days before and shit like that. But I've always been raised the way that if you have a guest in the house, you got to, you're there. Not only are you there to have their company, but you're also there to you're entertain. You're host. You're host and you're entertainment for them. I'm not saying you got to fucking, you know, or anything like that, but you should be up at a normal time or gauge if they're a close friend or a relative of yours, you know what time they normally wake up. You know their schedule. So you got to adjust yours to be the gracious host. It's like, all right, do you want your friend to wake up at nine o'clock when you don't get up to 11 and have them just sitting there twiddling their thumbs and not knowing like where the stuff is to make their own breakfast or shit like that? Or do you get up two hours earlier than you usually do and then fix them breakfast, then figure out what you want to do and all that? And, and then you gauge the rest of it from there. And since you woke up two hours early, go to bed two hours early. 
It's like, it's not hard. If you only got to do it for like five or six days or a week. Three, or four? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it sucks that you have to adjust your schedule, but you're getting this friend that you don't see every day. Why wouldn't you want to spend all the time they're there with them doing things instead of sleeping through it? Or going with the flow. It's yeah. A, it's actually a good point. It's like, if you're sleeping through half the time that you could be spending with them, it's a waste of her time and your time. Because, well, that's shit that you can be doing when they're not there. Yeah, exactly. In regular life. So, if you have someone coming from like five hours away that you're excited to see, you should be up early to spend as much time with them as possible. And it's like, but she should give them the leeway like the first night, let them adjust. Because if they are going to have this switch to your schedule, it's going to take them a minute. Mm-hmm. Especially so if it's so forgiving. different. It's being somewhat forgiving. And... Also, be a big girl and know how to make your own eggs. Or, <laughs> yeah. or before you go to bed the night before, it's like, hey, man, where's your pan? Where's this? In case I get up way earlier than you guys. Show some like forethought. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Where's the towel in case I want to take a shower first thing in the morning? The 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 making pancakes and egg things will come, eggs thing will come up later. But I, yeah, I, I think I, I, I think I, I think if you're now. hosting someone, you act like it. You should be catering to them, and I think. But I think the flip is when you, the people like the, the laid back ones that are hosting this girl, when they go to her house, she should be able to fucking hang till one, two o'clock in the morning because she's hosting them and should cater to their lifestyle. It should be give and take. That's also a big if. Do you host people at your house? Like, would you ever host them at your they house? They seem like people that don't have enough initiative to go down to the other friend's house. So her only option is to go to theirs. That's true. I, that does, uh, uh, I do get a whiff of that, yeah. but there's not enough information here for me to yeah. make that determination. But, yeah. I'm on, but the, I'm I on agree. the, I'm on the, the visitor side. I think mm-hmm. they should get up early, not fucking sleep through your friend's entire visit. I think I am also in the, in just in the sense of like people, like if you're hosting people, you should have fucking manners. Yeah. Like let alone like manners aside, it's your friend. Yeah. Like if you're if you truly are friends, you should treat them as such. Yeah. And a, if you want to spend time with them, spend some fucking time with them. Like and what if you like, like what if I was like I'm gonna come over to your house for an hour. We're just gonna shoot the shit, and I get there and you sleep for twenty minutes. <sighs> it's like you're wasting all of our time. It's like so. Just spread it down. That's pretty much the situation this lady's walked into. Mm-hmm. I would say to her, I was like, you're not the asshole, but think about this next time you schedule a plan to go hang with them. Just be like, look, That's is it true. worth me being aggravated the entire time? Because then you're going to spend the entire visit with your friends angry about them not catering to your schedule. It's like, yeah. There's a couple ways that go into it knowing what happened last time. Exactly. Or knowing what type of people they are and set your expectations there. There's, there's a couple ways that could go because I also don't know how long they've been friends. If they've been friends for years and years now, you should know this by now. Yeah. And you should stop repeating the same process over and over expecting them to change because they're at this point, if it's definition of insanity. Yeah. At this point, if they haven't yet, they won't. Yeah, probably. And also, uh, if if you have experience with that, with going over there and this happening all the time, maybe don't go over there for so much time. Maybe go for two days or a day and a half. So you don't have to like like it sucks to cut your time short, but it is what it is. And I don't know. But on the other hand, though, dude and the chick, whichever one she's friends with. Say to him, like, look, man, I like coming to see you guys, but you sleep the entire time I'm there. Yeah, can't be doing that fucking shit. Yeah. And, like, also, like, like staying up until 2 o'clock in the morning and sleeping until, like, 11 or later. Grow up. Like, nobody does that. Grow up. I haven't done that since I was, like, in my early 20s, teenager. Unless you work, like, a second shift, third shift job, stop it. Yeah, don't, don't, like, stop. Don't get me wrong. I'll go down a funny YouTube video rabbit hole any oh, day yeah. of the week, but I'm yeah. not doing it till two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. It'll be there tomorrow. Yeah. It'll, it'll always be there. I mean, it's, it's, like I said, it's one thing if you're out clubbing, you're out drinking, you're out partying, 
whatever. But if they're just sitting around watching, starting to watch a movie at like eleven thirty at night, nah, good. your friends are boring anyway. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, and the other the other thing was like, why? This is a hot. This is a. This is a hot button topic. Why is everybody fucking autistic? Oh, just because shit. just because they have routines. It's like you're not autistic. You're just anal retentive. Yeah, you have a routine. You don't like, have to call everything autistic. Like, uh, I love a schedule. I don't like breaking my schedules. I like my routine. I'm not autistic. I'm just set in like how I want things. Oh, well, I thrive with structure. Yes. And some people don't. It doesn't mean they're autistic or I'm autistic. Like, uh, whew. Like, I heard that. <laughs> that was a good one. But it's just... Yeah, it's like, stop making everything autistic. It's like, you're not autistic. You're setting your ways or, oh, God, damn, that stinks. It's just, you, it's just you're, you have a quirk. Now. It's something that needs to be diagnosed. Now, are you listening to Coco Melon in headphones uh, at a certain time of the day and the same episodes over and over and over so that you can actually relax? And avoiding eye contact with all people that come by your house yeah. or anything in then general? maybe you yeah. might have a little bit of the tism, but. Most no. autistics aren't going five hours to hang out with people. No. Not everything is fucking autistic. Yeah. I know people who have children <laughs> and who are autistic who would be like, I wish it was that simple. They're staying home and eating drywall and strangling their pets. No. <laughs> that's mean. I wish it was that simple. Yeah. As that, that uh, yeah. like, that's all they needed. Anyway. Not the asshole. Be a better host. Yeah. And also, be a better guest. Like, don't fucking... Like, you know what you're getting yourself into, yeah. I think. So stop. Yeah. Fucking just stop. Am I the asshole for not wanting to change restaurant plans for a vegetarian? Uh, I added additional info at the bottom. Our family of 13 that haven't seen each other in a while are planning to meet up for lunch. Half the people have decided on a specific restaurant to meet at. The, uh, the, the half that decided are from out of town and are driving an hour plus to meet up. After scheduling the meetup, it turns out there is nothing she can eat on the menu because she is vegetarian and gluten-free. One of the 13 people, a local, is a vegetarian. The other 12 have no problem eating at this restaurant. My wife thinks we're being assholes because we say we should not have to change our plans for one person. We think the vegetarian should eat before or after and just sit for an hour enjoying the family's companies if there isn't something on the menu they want. We do not think 12 people should change their plans to cater to one person. We do not know if it's vegetarian by choice or for health reasons. My wife thinks we should pick a restaurant with more vegetarian options. Are we the asshole for not wanting to change? Additional info. When I mention above that there is nothing she can eat, this there that wasn't accurate. But her words are salads that uh, by default come with meat. Uh, it says RR. Are, I'm thinking, are there salads that by default come with meat, but you can request yeah. not to include? She said she didn't want to do that. Also uncovered the vegetarianism is not for ethical reasons. She feels she's gained weight. Please do not make convo uh, about ethical nature of meat eating. I think she's the asshole. The vegetarian? Yes. Definitely agree. For many factors. One, look, I... Both of my closest friends are vegetarian and one's a vegan. Oh, that's true. And I know that if, like, if Matt's coming up to hang out, I got to figure out a place for us to eat that's vegan friendly. Okay. Now, if Matt's coming up to hang out with, like, five or six of us and we have a place figured out, sorry, like, you're going to have to get the baked potato. <laughs> or you're going to have to get the salad. It's like fries. <laughs> Cause also veganism, like why are you doing it aside? You've got to know that there's not a lot of options out there for you in public dining yeah. and shit like that already. So, and especially if I, you, if you live in a place like Philadelphia or New York city where there's thousands of establishments and a lot of them have, vegan vegetarian options cool you can cater to that one person you can go to some place that has options whereas delaware 
even Wilmington, you have what, like five vegan spots in the entire state, maybe? No, there's so many more. I'm talking strictly vegan. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now when you get a place with vegan options, there's a lot of places here that have vegan options, but the problem is your vegan option is most likely something involving beans, like a fucking taco or something like that, or a salad of some sort. You're not going to get these crazy extravagant options. You know what I mean? So it's like you got to think about where you're going and who you're going to be with. If you're outnumbered, greatly if it's three or four of us and everybody's feeling amenable yeah we'll find a place that has good vegan or vegetarian options but if there's like this this person has 12 people 12 13 people total. those 12 people should not have to cater to the one person who's a not traveling you know it's that's like, a big part of it it's I like think. yeah the meal's gonna suck for you your takeaway is gonna be the company so you're just gonna have to either a go there and eat a shitty salad or you're going to have to eat before or after. Right. Let's also think about the fact that when you make plans with that many people, the the object of making the plan is not to eat the food. No. Like that's that's it's not to be together. That's like the uh, uh the means are not justifying the ends in that situation. Yeah. It's to be together and be communal. Like if you're going to be a fucking stick in the mud because you have to eat a plain salad or an order of fries, but Meanwhile, like your like could be your favorite cousins are in town that you don't see that often. Yeah. Like fucking suck it up. Yeah. Like I I I was on and off vegan for years and I took I took many a meals on the chin as as many vegan people do still. Yeah. When I would get up oh, just an order of fries, but I was hanging. Yeah. Or or at, Wa- at Waffle House, uh uh hash browns smothered and diced, onions and tomatoes. And I was fucking fine with that. Yeah. My friends are getting bacon and eggs and shit. I'm like, yeah. like I'm like, you like the point is to fucking hang out. Just yeah. or or maybe don't come. Or like I said, if you're in a city that has a lot of places that have a vegan option, you can suggest it. But when all the other twelve people are like, nah, they oh uh, that's the other thing. The the more than half of them decided we want to go here specifically. Yeah. A lot of times when it's like that. A lot of times, too, it's either A, convenience, or also B, there might be some sort of, like, this is the place we used to always go when we grew up together or something like that. It has some other type of value mm-hmm. other than its cuisine. <laughs> and it's like, if yeah, if it, if you're going out with one or two people and they're not willing to cater to your lifestyle, yeah, you can, you can, you can, you can, you can raise a fuss about it. That's fine. You can broach the subject. Especially if they're really good friends or family. Yeah, because they'll get it. If you're one person out of ten, it's like that's yeah. sorry. Every once in a while, because think about all the times that your non-vegan or vegetarian friends have gone along with you to a vegan restaurant or had to go for a vegan option because of you. And if they're not complaining, you don't complain when you got to eat fucking French fries, right? Now, if they constantly are like, nope, not going to that place because that shit sucks, like, then, yeah, you can say you're a dickhead. But, yeah, there's times when you have this, us meat eaters have have that seitan shit, you know, or just get something, a salad of some sort, or just noodles. It, uh, what, like, as, as a, as a meat eater, and, like, I'll, I'll, like, A, I'll eat anything, so I don't care where I go to eat, but, like, when you go to like those strictly vegetarian spots and you know you're gonna eat seitan or something like that, yeah. Like I'm like I'm going fully well, like fully well knowing that I'm gonna hang and have fun, but afterwards I'm gonna be shitting iced tea yep. for a day. Yep. But I still take that shit on the chin because I'm not gonna raise a raise a fuss because I'm like ah, there's nothing I like there. Yeah. Like I can always find something. Yeah. Or you can hold out till you get home and have a bowl of Captain Crunch. Or exactly. Like, yeah, don't make a big deal. But if it's if it's a large group, the, sorry, the minority should have the. No, I'm saying the way it's, it doesn't always like the minority should have to eat shit. But <laughs> you know what I mean. Some of them. <laughs> you, you know what I mean. But uh, yeah, it's just yeah. If it's that large of a group, sorry, take the L, kid. Honestly, if it's a group of white people and the minority is choosing where to eat, could be better. Just saying. I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, don't fucking make. 
everybody around you have to cater to you. If it unless it's just you're like one or two friends. Well, and I think they got to be fucking close ass friends too. Yeah, definitely because yeah. the because they'll understand where you're coming from. Because and the other thing, like if you're not doing it for ethical reasons and you're only doing it because you simply because you gained weight. Yeah. I got a newsflash for you. There's all kinds of food that you can eat that is uh, either meat based or like has uh, meat in, like or like the, uh, that is not vegetable vegetable based that is very good for you. Yeah. And also when it comes to a smaller group of people, you're the person that you're going out with probably if they're, if they're going out to eat with you. They know that you're vegetarian. They know that you're vegan. And exactly. most of them, unless they're a fucking asshole will be like, oh, well, let's go, I'll suggest this place because I know it has stuff that so-and-so can eat there. You know, like, I won't even, like, recommend, like, I'm not going to recommend, like, a barbecue joint to Matt. No. I'll recommend something like Asian or Mexican where there's going to be vegetarian options, vegan options. There's also a place that I forgot, there's places that I always forget about, or like those halal or, uh, like, those those gyro places. Yeah. Tons of good vegan shit yeah. there. And I'll take some fucking yeah. lamb shawarma all day. And what, like, every fucking vegan that goes home for Thanksgiving, yeah, you're going to have to be stuck eating mashed, plain mashed potatoes for you, a bit. You better bring that tofurkey. You be, or you bring it, or like, if you're lucky, they'll fucking steam ahead of cauliflower for you or whatever. But other than that, you're going to be eating mashed potatoes and fucking cranberry. Mm-hmm. You better mush them up, mix them. Biscuits better not be buttered. Yeah. So you're not going to expect people to like exchange family meals when you're the only person in the family that has a dietary restriction. Yeah, definitely the asshole. Unless, of course, it's going to cause you physical harm. Yeah. And if it's not, you know, like Billy asshole. has a fucking nut allergy, so let's cook everything in peanuts. You know what I mean? It's like, that's, yeah, that's a whole different ball yeah, game. Yeah, everything. But if you're doing it just to lose weight, it's like, fuck off. Yeah. Try harder. Yeah. Eat shit. Yeah. The next meal, you'll get to eat whatever the fuck you want. Eat shit and french fries. Eat shit. Damn. French fries are banging, though. Yo, the right french fries, I would eat if there was a little bit of shit next to them. True. Just a little bit on the side. Just wipe it off. Get that beer batter shit out of my face, though. I want some good french fries. Yo. Nice fat steak fry. You know. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, Now you're speaking my language. Some Red Robin Mm. fries. Take the campfire sauce. Dip the French fry in the campfire sauce and the ranch. But That's if you a gotta fry. fucking bread your French fries before you fry them, it's a French bit much. fries suck. You know what I had for the very first time yesterday? Gay sex. I said first time. Oh, sorry. For the very first time, the fries knocked my dick off. Was Popeyes? Popeyes is fantastic. I never had Popeyes before. It was oh. very fucking good. It's one of my favorite places on earth. Shocker, I know. Love that chicken from Popeyes. Popeyes is fucking magical. Those Cajun fries were mm-hmm. crunchy and had the, the perfect amount of seasoning. I fuck with Popeyes heavy. It's I official. I love Popeyes so much that it's one of the only fast food-esque places I'll go and get seafood. Uh, what? Uh, the popcorn shrimp. Oh. Boy. Mm. I, well, Popeyes is magical. Well. If they're if they're breaded and seasoned anything like the fries are, I bet they're great. Wait, do you have the chicken? Jesus Christ! That's the the thing. First thing I had was the number one good, chicken sandwich. Good chicken box from fucking Popeyes. Mm. I think I know where we're going after this podcast. That's a good idea. <laughs> I had a Wendy spicy chicken for dinner last night, so my asshole will be fucking yawning. Maybe like, eh. <laughs> you've never been to fucking Popeyes. Before. Nope, not till yesterday. <sighs> The last thing I wanted to bring up on this ep. Oh, I thought I saw another Am I the Asshole? Nah, I'm going to save it. Alright. I'm going to save it for right, a uh, main feed. Uh, when we were talking about uh, the the autistic girl who can't cook for herself. Yeah. Maybe she should try baking. Because girls love to bake. And it's so much easier than cooking real food. Baking? It's just girl cooking. I think the favorite part about that was that you had this tone to your voice, like, wait, 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 here comes the heat. And then you just brought this, the heat of a fucking candle into <laughs> candle. it. And it, you knew you bombed right away. 
And he's kind of still like, well, and then, you know, because girls love to bake. And you explained it away, which made it even worse of a bomb. Hell yeah. And just your enthusiasm. Like, you know, we're talking earlier. I should have, I said, bah, 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 and you're like, you were so proud of it. And it just fell at the finish line. I'm, you should be more disappointed in that than that guy was in his daughter. <laughs> For having a kid? For having a kid at 18. Wow, how topical. Jesus. I know. It's just called a, what do you call it? A callback. Mm-hmm. We're really good at this. It is a callback. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but I fucking hate it. That's all I got for today. I fucking hate it. Want to go to Popeye's? I would love to go to Popeye's. Hit that intro. Scooby-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo